to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, everyone. So today we're going to be discussing how to create SOPs for your business. So if you're not familiar with SOPs, we're really going to dive into the nitty gritty of this today, but I kind of want to start it off on a fun, relatable note. So SOPs are obviously not the fun side of business, right? But they're super, super necessary. So, you know, let's think back to elementary school. So did you ever have to write out the steps on how to make a PB and J in elementary school? And then your teacher basically proved you all wrong because everyone inevitably forgot a step as simple as open the jar of peanut butter. I feel like that really relates to SOPs because you need to be so detailed in order to make functional SOPs for your team, especially in the remote space, especially running a remote business. And when it comes to keeping your business updated, there's often one piece that is overlooked and it's your SOP manual. And in order to really keep your business running smoothly, you need to have a system to store and manage your SOPs so you can save time and scale your business. So we're gonna really cover a pretty basic breakdown of what SOPs are, how to use them, best practices, because I feel like they're talked about a lot, but there's a lot of question around what is an SOP? How do I manage them? How do I maintain them? How do I create them? And so the very first thing I wanna talk about is really what is an SOP? So SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedure, and it really is a specific way you and your team can actually accomplish a specific task in your business. So it's a sequence of steps performed in a particular order so that there's consistency on how to do a job. So an example or a couple of examples of SOPs would be maybe like how a new team member is onboarded and the tasks within the team onboarding each have their own SOP. So for example, sending a welcome email that has its own SOP or customizing the team training program, adding the new team member to Slack or ClickUp, et cetera. Those all would each have their own individual SOPs. Maybe it's creating social media graphics or how to send a contract and invoice to a new client or how to schedule and draft your monthly newsletter. And yes, you should even have an SOP for how to create an SOP as redundant as that sounds. But even if you are a solopreneur at this point in time, this is a really great spot to be in because you're in a position where you can start building these SOPs so that when you are ready to start hiring team members, you already have them done. Or if you do have a team, you can actually use your team to create SOPs. And we'll talk about this here in a minute. But why do we need SOPs? I know, again, this does not sound fun, Courtney. I do not want to write out the steps of every task that I do my business and that sounds really overwhelming but without SOPs team members will perform tasks in their own way and those can be done differently from team member to team member and that creates inconsistencies in your business so SOPs offer and create consistency they offer regularity to your tasks they're going to save time and boost productivity. They're going to help reduce mistakes. So not just from an internal task perspective, but also the tasks that you're performing for clients. It's going to reduce confusion and help the process of hiring and training future team members. So we don't want to have to scramble to create SOPs just when we're planning to hire a new team member because that makes hiring new team members super overwhelming in itself. And so SOPs also encourage team members to take responsibility for their tasks and give them 
them the confidence to troubleshoot along the way. So having SOPs in place allows you to take time off and allows your team members to take time off because if you have these processes outlined, if these are done, it's really easy to interchange people into tasks and responsibilities on your team because they have a super easy step-by-step process to follow to complete a task. So how to create SOPs. We're gonna go ahead and talk about templates first. So you wanna create an SOP template in your project management tool. So again, we use ClickUp. If you guys haven't tried ClickUp, definitely recommend it. But you wanna use your project management tool as the home for your SOPs because it's going to allow you to locate everything in one place and it's going to also allow you to link SOPs into their relevant tasks. So you want to organize your SOPs by category and or platform such as admin or WordPress or maybe Maybe it's inbox management and G Suite. So you wanna make sure that you're categorizing or tagging these SOPs based on the platform or tool and then the type of category in your business. You also, to avoid inconsistencies in your SOP manual, you wanna create a template for all the information you want to include in each SOP. So you want each SOP to really follow the same format so it's easy to digest and maintain consistency. So things to include are, okay, do we want this to be a video process or written process or video SOP, written SOP? Um, What resource are we going to include? So you want to make sure you're including all of the resources you would need to complete the task, including links to any websites or logins. You want to include policies. So include those non-negotiables that absolutely cannot be forgotten. Um, Those things that for every time you complete that task, that has to happen. Um, And then you also want to include a metric of success. So for example, all emails are scheduled for 8 a.m. Central Time or all client inquiries are responded to within 24 hours. So what does the metric of success for that SOP look like. We personally prefer using Loom videos on our team so we can literally walk you through each process, but some things might not work as a video. So for example, maybe it's a guide for client or team communication. That's really not gonna work very well as a video. So creating a guide in that instance is a little bit of an easier medium to get those points across in terms of those best practices for communication. And then you wanna create an outline for recording video SOPs. So maybe you want to make sure you're including things like introducing the training, but you also want to make sure that you're explaining the importance behind the task in your business so your team member understands the full circle why. Why are we completing this task? Not just, hey, this is how you do this task and it's just something that you're checking off your list every day. You want to understand full circle. So step number two is we want to make sure that we're starting with your recurring tasks in your business. So ultimately, every task and process in your business should have an SOP, but a great place to start because if you were to create a list of every task you do in your business, it's going to get overwhelming. So you want to pinpoint where to start and recurring tasks is that point. So next time you complete a task, whip out Loom, record your video as you do it, or write down the process as you go. Or if you're planning on hiring a new team member soon, focus on the SOPs for the tasks that you plan to delegate first. So it's kind of a twofold. You wanna start with your recurring tasks no matter what, but if you are hiring a team member, you take those recurring tasks that you know you're going to delegate, and those are the SOPs that you start with. And you wanna be super specific in your SOPs, so create them as if the person watching has no prior knowledge of the online space or your business. 
business. It really is a best practice to even get as nitty gritty as if you're talking about uh, walking them through a funnel, you want to even explain what is a lead, what is an opt-in, because they're likely not going to be familiar with these terms if they've been hired from outside the online space. Sorry to interrupt the flow, but this will be real quick. So if you're looking for the perfect project management tool for your business, then you have to go check out ClickUp. I manage every part of my business from within ClickUp, including launch management, client management, metrics, team, and much, much more. With a user-friendly desktop interface and a mobile app, I can also take ClickUp wherever I go. With ClickUp, you have a complete customization for your business hub and one platform as a centralized station for productivity. If you'd like to get started with ClickUp, all you have to do is click the link below in the show notes and sign up. Now, back to the show. Number three is you want to systemize updates for SOPs. And I feel like this is probably one of the most overlooked pieces of SOPs. You know, typically we create them and then we set it and forget it. And then what the problem is, is if you go to hire a team member or maybe you're kind of changing responsibilities amongst team members on your current team, then that SOP potentially is going to be outdated. And then you're in a position where you're like, crap, I have to update a bunch of SOPs before I can ever even hire somebody. So once your SOPs are created, you want to create a plan for reviewing and revising those SOPs. So you should, for a best practice timeline, be reviewing your SOPs at least once a year. You know, typically six months is best, but if you're using ClickUp for SOP manuals, you can actually set an automatic recurring task every six months on each SOP to check in on the SOP. Hey, is this still current? Has this process changed? Do we even do this task anymore? And update it at that point in time. So don't schedule too many SOPs to review it on the same day. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. And this is really great. So whenever you have created an SOP, go ahead and set that task out for six months to review it six months down the line. So some typical best practices for SOPs that I want to make sure I'm highlighting is building your SOP manual. It's going to feel really overwhelming. So remember to take it slowly and don't overwhelm yourself because creating SOPs, it's a journey. It's an ongoing project. It's not something that's going to be one and done. So again, maybe the best thing is to create a prioritization list as far as what SOPs you want to tackle first and chunk them out in that way because it makes it more attainable. It doesn't feel quite as overwhelming when you do it in that way. Also, if you have a team, put them in charge of creating SOPs for the tasks that they are responsible for. So if you have a designer, they're going to be responsible for all of their design tasks and their corresponding SOP. So not only are they going to be responsible for creating that SOP, they're also responsible for maintaining and managing it moving forward. So it's their responsibility that if they update their process, they're also updating that corresponding SOP. So really make sure to utilize your team in this process, make it a big group project and always have another team member review each SOP before filing it to make sure number one, nothing went missing or is missing. And number two, for a team member that's reviewing an SOP, even if they're not doing that task, it should make total sense to them as far as how to complete that task when they're reviewing it. So that's another reason it's nice to kind of have a second set of eyes on it because maybe there's a step that's super critical, but super basic that you didn't include because it seemed like common knowledge. Whenever you have a second team member review it before you file that SOP, it's going to help get that second set of eyes on there. Um, and you also want to back up your SOP videos. So we use Loom to create and record all of our SOPs. However, we don't use that Loom link 
in our SOP manual. We actually download our Loom videos and store them in Google Drive and then link that Google Drive link in our SOP. However, one thing that you can do depending on if you use ClickUp or not and what level of ClickUp you are at and truly the length of the Loom video, you can actually upload that MP4 file to your SOP card in your manual because you should have unlimited storage uh, depending on what level of ClickUp you are in. If you guys want to move to the paid version of ClickUp, we do have a coupon code for you guys that we'll link in the show notes. But the thing that you want to think about is how can I really consolidate things, make it easy for my team to access. And if it's as easy as I download that Loom video and that video I can link directly and click up right on that SOP, then that's going to be the best solution, right? So that's something else you kind of want to think about as well. Just because you really never know what can happen to a Loom video, right? Maybe it accidentally gets deleted out of Loom. Um, you lose access to your account, something happens. So it's always great to just make sure that you actually have the hard copy, so to speak, of that MP4 Loom video. So in summary, you know, creating SOPs for your business, it's a non-negotiable for you to scale and set it up to run smoothly. So if a lot of you aren't aware, I am coming off of my maternity leave in my business and it was amazing to get to see my team perform without me. They executed everything flawlessly. They were so amazing. They executed, they implemented, they managed, they updated appropriately. And the business, it not only continued to run, but it thrived with my team because we have those systems, because we have SOPs, and because my team is just amazing, to be completely honest. Um, But SOPs are really going to help create that consistency. So whether it's you're wanting to take a vacation, maybe you're wanting to step more into that CEO role in your business versus being always the doer, it's going to help your company and ensure that those tasks are being completed according to your business values and your company standards. So kind of a quick little episode, but I wanted to make sure that we are kind of diving into these because again, they are not the fun piece, but the critical piece for your business and the success of your business. So if you guys have any more questions about SOPs or maybe you just kind of want to update me on that SOP journey, feel free to shoot us a DM on Instagram. Come pop into our Mighty Networks community. We're always talking systems in there. I would love to hear how this is going for you guys and your business. And I can't wait to see you guys next week for our next episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.